Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today. All friends, we are all about making you some money as well. We are doing that right now. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Listen, don't forget that Greeny, as we said, is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And it's insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. We head to Vegas. We bring in ESPN betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh right now. Joseph, Canty, and Carlin. What's up, brother? How are you? Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. I think I led with the same comment uh, last week, but a little piece of us died watching that game last night. Uh, (laughs) It it really does. It really does make the Saints-Cardinals game uh, next Thursday look like the Bills-Chiefs game on Sunday. I mean, to, to get Kyler Murray against whoever will be quarterbacking for the New Orleans Saints suddenly feels like the Super Bowl to us. It is sucking the life out of us. (laughs) It is sucking the life out of us to watch that game each and every week. So let's cleanse our palate, if you will, and let us turn to what looks like a much more promising slate of games this weekend. And we will start with the two biggest of them all. First of all, the Bills Chiefs will also get to the Eagles and Cowboys. All right, so there's a lot I like in Bills Chiefs, a lot. And and a lot of this is I I just cannot find a scenario where this is some low-scoring game. I mean, I understand if the quarterbacks get hurt, but injuries are risk in every single game, right? So I'm looking at this, and I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to play over 54 points. I will play the Bills as long as it's less than three, so minus two and a half or better, I'm on that. The Bills team total, meaning how many points they score, is 28 and a half. I'll bet over that as well, and then I'll throw one more on top of it for everyone who's scrambling to write all this down. Josh Allen throwing more than two touchdowns is probably around like plus 170. I would play that as well. I think the Bills are going to light this defense up. Kansas City has struggled all season to defend opposing number ones. If you look at the numbers every single week, they've defended an opposing number one wide receiver. They've gotten lit up. Adams just did it to him on Monday night. I think they've given up six touchdowns to opposing number ones this season. Almost 600 receiving yards. The defense isn't very good against the pass. It's a short week, and I keep saying to myself, why would I want to back the Chiefs? Well, it's the first time Patrick Mahomes is a home underdog. Well, for good reason. It's not his fault it's the defense this buffalo team if they were going to arrowhead and they were scared or couldn't play on the road it'd be one thing they went to arrowhead twice last year they won one of the games had a damn good shot at winning the other they hung 36 or more in both those games and i do think that with some of the injuries on the buffalo defense mahomes is going to find a way to score points so i see a high scoring game i'm playing all those props and all those numbers i mentioned i'll run through them again bills minus two and a half or better over 54 bills team total over 28 and a half josh allen more than two touchdown passes plus 170 joe before we get to eagles cowboys i gotta ask you about the canty bowl in week six my baltimore ravens visiting my new york giants in metlife stadium now the line is five and a half and 81 percent of the cash is on the baltimore ravens yet the giants have covered four of the last five games they played in they're a covering monster this year so how do you see this one playing out where's the value Canty Bowl, huh? That's what we're calling this game? Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's what, that I'm, that's what I'm calling it. That's what I'm calling it because I played for both teams. So oh, I know that. I know that very well. 
Um, we wanted you in Philadelphia. I remember that too back in the day, but that's a story for another day. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so here's where we're at in that game. Um, I am going to lay it with the Ravens. I know they're very popular with the public. I'll lay the five and a half. I'm also going to bet the Ravens to score over 24 and a half points here. There's, there's three key factors I'm looking at. Number one, this is the most important. The Giants are coming back from playing in London, just like the Packers, right? We have seen an instance seven times in NFL history where a team has played in London and then come back and played immediately the following week, no bye. In those seven games, the opponents have gone over their team total six times. We just saw it last week. Minnesota and New Orleans had come back from London. The Chicago Bears played Minnesota. Chicago went over its team total. And the Seahawks played New Orleans. They went over their team total. Defenses are jet-lagged. This is a big ask to go to London to play and then to immediately come back and play again. Now, on top of that, uh, Baltimore very familiar with what Wink Martindale wants to do. He's the defensive coordinator in New York. And then on top of that... The Giants are 4-1, and one and they are a hell of a story. Do not get me wrong. But they have a plus 10-point differential through five games. That's a little bit alarming when you look at the 4-1 and one record. It tells you that they're good, but maybe they're not 4-1 and one good. If you want to put it in perspective, Tampa Bay is only 3-2, and two, but they have a plus 20-point differential. Cincinnati's 2-3. and three, They have a plus 19-point differential. So I do think the Ravens get them in this game. I would lay the points, and i play the over on the team total. And with that being said, the Jets team total against the Packers is 18.5. I think Zach Wilson has a nice day there. I'd go over the 18.5 points. His passing prop is only about 220 yards. I'd play over that as well, I think the Packer defense will be a bit jet-lagged. Oh, Canty, we were talking about the Jets maybe having some Lockadini potential, but that over-team total at 18.5, that that sounds pretty good. Carlin, right Carlin you just missed the best part. I mean, you're talking about the Packer defense being jet-lagged, pun intended, yep. by Joe Fortenbaugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outstanding. Excellent I should just work, walk Joseph. away right now. That's my best material ever. I'm out of here. <laughs> it is Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. Okay. So, Eagles, Cowboys, let's get to it. What do we got in this game, Joe? I'm playing low scoring. I'd go under 42 total points. That's where I'm going to start. Um, I, I would like to get more confirmation on what's going on with the Philadelphia offensive line. They've had injuries to three key players. We saw what happened last week when um, two of them went down during the game. Arizona stops, or Philly stopped scoring points against Arizona. They jumped out 14 nothing, and then the offense kind of went haywire there for a bit. They did find a way late in the game to score. I know Kelsey came back into the game. Um, I'm waiting to see what happens there because Dallas can generate that push up front. Dallas hasn't allowed the opponent to score more than 19 points in any game this season, so I'm not sure the, Phil- the Eagles will be as high-flying. But again, if everyone's healthy on the offensive line or close to it, I'd lean a little bit more to Philadelphia. Now, conversely, let's look at the Cowboys. Great story this year, but they are 24th in scoring. They're going against a good Philly defense. On the road, Sunday night football, lots of crowd noise there. We saw what that did to Minnesota on Monday night in week two. I think it's going to be tough for Dallas to score. I see this as a lower scoring game. If Philly's completely healthy on the offensive line, I'm probably laying it with the Eagles, but I need to figure that one out. So for right now, it's just the under 42. Joe, let's delve into the world of college football. We've got a huge matchup in Rocky Top between Bama and Tennessee. And right now, Bama's a seven-point favorite. How, how do you see that playing out, and how does Bryce Young – and his injury situation impact what you expect in this game. So this is such a gamble because of the quarterback situation. If you want to play the seven, like right now, I'll start with this. I'm going to lay the seven. I'm not going to go nuts in the hopes that Young does play. And if he does, the number's going to go way up. Uh, Probably get close to 10 or so. If he doesn't, 
I'm obviously a bit jammed up because we saw what happened last week. Maybe Milrow turns out to be a very good player. I'm not going to judge him based on a, a game and a half, right? But he doesn't look ready just yet. He fumbled the ball twice. You know, he's got to get it out of his hands quicker. It's clear Alabama doesn't want to throw the ball a lot with him back there. They don't necessarily trust him. And I get that. Young guy, he's trying to develop. So, you know, there's no reason to crush him yet. The good news is that even if Milrow is quarterbacking, Tennessee's secondary is not very good. Tackling, big plays, all of it. Anthony Richardson from Florida isn't a great passer. He had an elite passing game against them a few weeks back. Like, you can throw on this Tennessee team. And coming into Tuscaloosa, dealing with Alabama, everything that goes into it, Tennessee's been a great story, but I would cautiously lay the seven as of right now. All right, Michigan-Penn State. It's Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. What do we got in this one in the Big Ten? Going to play under here. Uh, I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. So between the Eagles, the Phillies, and as a Penn State graduate, Penn State, this is too much for me, okay? Now everyone's <laughs> telling me the Sixers are going to be great. It's like too much. I'm like a self-loathing Philadelphia fan. It's all too much, and I have seen this before. Big game, James Franklin. Here we go, undefeated, bye week, big game. And then I've seen Penn State lay an egg in so many of these spots. I've seen him come out, and Franklin mismanages the final four minutes of the game and blows it. I hope it doesn't happen this time. I'm just going to play the under here. Michigan's top four in scoring defense, top four in opponent yards per play. They're at home. The defense is going to come ready to play. Now, Sean Clifford is a great story at Penn State. Everybody likes him, but he's like 65th in the country in yards per attempt. He's not really pushing the ball down the field okay and on top of that I know Penn State's 5-0 and God bless them but those opponents are a combined 12-18 and it's the classic soft schedule to set up the season now I know originally when they scheduled Auburn they thought that'd be tough but Auburn isn't very good this year so take it for what it is um, ultimately Harbaugh and Franklin have gone against each other seven times five of those games have produced 49 or fewer points I'm going to go under here Joe top ranked USC on the road against Utah should they be upset on upset alert yeah, this, this, this one stinks, right, boys? Yeah. This one stinks. I mean, you, you, USC 6-0. and Everyone's fired up about Caleb Williams, about uh, everything Lincoln Riley's done there. Utah, every time we see him in a big game, they're blowing it. They blew the first game against Florida. They blew it against UCLA, got pushed around last week. But they're laying three and a half against USC? Like, that's the red flag game of the week. The public is going to be all over USC. I think uh, Utah's probably the play here the way it feels like. Remember, the two bad Utah efforts both came on the road. This is at home, Salt Lake City, elevation, crowd noise, all that stuff. They should be able to score against USC's defense. I'm going to find myself small wager half unit on Utah on that one. Mm, I like it. Joseph, excellent stuff as usual. We appreciate the insight. I cannot wait for the Canty Bowl this weekend. Hello. When, the, when you guys make the t-shirts, I want to be the first one to purchase one. Canty Bowl. I, I'm in. It's like the Flint, <laughs> Flint Tropics in the Mega Bowl, right? Remember that in uh, Semi-Pro? The Mega Bowl. That's it. That's it. Something like it, Joe. Something like it. <laughs> Joe, appreciate it, brother. Thanks. See you, boys. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. Who are you going to be rooting for? Whoever wins, Carlin. That's oh, the beauty of when my former team played. My former it's team got to be one of those two that you prefer just a little bit. No, 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 no. I'm not going down that road, Carlin. I'm not doing it. I got love for all of the teams that used to ca- I used to cash checks from. So I'm not okay, going to do well, that. that that's I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's nice that once the checks stop coming, that you are willing to continue to show that loyalty. I think that's outstanding. Well, that's the problem. The checks haven't stopped coming, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> one last one, though. You kind of snuck it in there. Joe kind of snuck it in there. How close did you come to signing with the Eagles? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened once upon a time in free agency in 2009. So the Eagles were – it was it's ironic that all of the NFC East teams were in on bidding for my services in free agency. It just so happens that I thought that Washington was going to be the biggest offer until the Giants came in in the 11th hour. But the Eagles were checking in you know, every hour on the hour trying to figure out exactly what it was going to cost them. They were trying to get it on the low. Mm. But I was trying to get that bag, Carlin. I had different plans, and I think and it you worked. Won. It worked out for me because I got the bag oh. and I got a ring, so I'm good. It worked. It there absolutely worked. Canty and Carlin. He is the American dream. That's what the man is. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You know there are so many podcasts out there right now, and it takes a team of people to bring them together. Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy. ZipRecruiter, and now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com/slash Greeny. Sneaky, sneaky big games. This weekend, Jets, Packers, Patriots, Browns, Giants, Ravens, which we just touched on a moment ago. And don't forget about the Vikings and Dolphins. The Canty Bowl is on deck. Can the Giants do anything to contain Lamar Jackson? We discuss in moments on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy we're just weeks into this year and the news is already non-stop Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore.
Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Just gave you some winners there a few minutes ago from Joe Fortenbaugh. And then speaking of the ESPN app, you can now watch us live in the ESPN app. Just open up the ESPN app, click watch on the bottom tab, and you will be able to watch the show live. Okay, let's go through some games over the next few days, and, and specifically uh, on Sunday, Canty. Let us start with the Canty Bowl, and that, of course, is the Ravens and the Giants. Canty, I, I'm trying to figure out a way for the, for the Giants to contain Lamar Jackson, and I'm having trouble finding that way for that to happen. Am I wrong in having that thought right now? Yeah, you're wrong because Wink Martindale, since 2018, has done nothing but practice against Lamar Jackson and understanding the schemes in which that coaching staff likes to utilize him in. So you got to think, if he's seeing that every day in practice, especially in training camp, he's going to have some answers in terms of how to slow them down or how to make them do things that Lamar isn't necessarily comfortable with. Having that inside baseball knowledge on the quarterback, like that matters in terms of being able to structure a game plan. So I can certainly see a world where the New York Giants, even though they're blitz happy, find a way to try to neutralize Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson, to his credit, has been phenomenal against the blitz this year. He's got seven passing touchdowns to one interception against the blitz. He's absolutely surgical. But you got to think that Wink Martindale knows a couple of things about Lamar Jackson that will allow him to structure the game plan in order to make Lamar Jackson do things he's uncomfortable with. So I can see this being a game that's a lot closer than people expect. The one thing I would say is, and I know that the Ravens have not been particularly good on the defensive side this year other than takeaways. I don't expect Saquon to go off in this game. I don't expect him to have the same level of success that he has had. And that means, is Daniel Jones capable of going out and beating the Baltimore Ravens? Chris, I... Uh, it's going to take a long time for Daniel Jones to win me over. This would go a long way, but it's it's still going to take a long time for that to happen. I don't believe that he's capable of doing that. Well, I think the the Giants are going to use Daniel Jones a lot of the same ways that the Ravens use Lamar Jackson in terms of his legs. I, I think that's the biggest asset that Daniel Jones gives the Giants on offense, the ability to be a threat in the zone read, the ability to get the ball out on the perimeter with the bootlegs. The last couple of games against the Bears and the Packers, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka have majored in that with Daniel Jones, even though he had an ankle injury in the London game. So I I expect to see a heavy dose of that because that's really when their offense had an opportunity to get going in that second half against the Packers. So you're going to see Daniel Jones getting out on the perimeter, cutting the field in half, giving them a couple of reads in the passing game, and if they're not there, being able to run the ball or throw it away and get to the next down. Brian Dable has done a good job of putting the guardrails on Daniel Jones to cut down on the turnovers. I don't see a world where they're going to try to put this game on his right arm and ask him to win it for him. This is loco on my part. I don't care. Canty, I could not believe more in the New York Jets this weekend. I absolutely love them going to Green Bay. The Packers are obviously coming back from a bad loss over in London. All the travel, still not on the same page. Aaron Rodgers and the receivers. This is a game where the Jets uh, getting six and a half at the last look. Boy, I I love their chances in this. And I do think that we are seeing Zach Wilson really start to mature and make plays with guys 
who are very capable of making big plays. Yeah, last last eight games for Zach Wilson, he's got ten touchdown passes, the only three interceptions. So it's going in the right direction, and you saw some growth that last drive that he had, the game winner against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he was perfect, didn't draw, throw an incompletion. So you just hope that you can continue to see that growth. The Green Bay Packers secondary, Carlin, even though they're second in total yards given up in pass on against the pass, they're not as good as people think they are. They're allowing quarterbacks to complete 72.9% of their passes, which is on pace to be the worst in NFL history. So this Packers team, they play a ton of cover one. That means there's going to be opportunities down the field outside of the numbers for Garrett Wilson, for Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis. So this is a matchup that's tailor-made for Zach Wilson. And quite frankly, this is a matchup where the Jets need to start to embrace the expectations that people are having for this team. Patriots-Browns this weekend. Look, I I don't care what is going on with Bill Belichick right now. I honestly just look at Bailey Zappi, and while I like him a lot, I'm having trouble believing that Bailey Zappi is going to continue to be able to get it done for the Patriots. And at the same time with the Browns, Chris, I'm kind of just thrown off by the fact that they are, to me, as inconsistent as they are, even with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they're 2-3 and three so far. They're at a plus-8 differential, but they just feel like this is, this, this. while it's a sneaky big game between two teams that need it in the worst way, neither one of these teams really feels like they're going to go very far this year. Well, you say that, but the Cleveland Browns are going to get Deshaun Watson back later on this year. So, I mean, with Deshaun Watson being a part of the mix, can they tread but water? Let's be fair, though. Keep... He hasn't played in two years. And that's fair, Carlin. But from a talent standpoint, he gives you an opportunity to be, you know, a, a team that can be competitive, especially like here's, – here's what I'll say. You're not mm. going to be at a quarterback deficit with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback on most Sundays in most matchups. And so I think for Cleveland – if we can just continue to try to tread water, be around a 500 team, maybe a game over when Deshaun Watson comes back, at least we have an outside chance at being a playoff squad. With the New England Patriots, I don't see that. Now, here's the other thing that the Patriots have working against them, other than Bailey Zappi, their third-string quarterback, having to play. They're not very good stopping the run. The Cleveland Browns, best run game in football and arguably the best running back in football in Nick Chubb. This guy is a bowling ball of knives coming downhill. So that, that's what the New England Patriots front seven tasked with this, this week, being able to slow that down. If they can slow that down, they can win this game because you want to try to force it on Jacoby Brissett. But I don't think the, Cle- the Cleveland Browns offensive line is going to let that happen. I like Cleveland in this matchup. Friends, the Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We have so many more of these games to get to. The Vikings-Dolphins is a very, very important game. We're going to get to that here shortly and all of the college games this weekend. Michigan-Penn State and, of course, Alabama and Tennessee. Greeny, the podcast. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Had it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. I often wonder now, by often I mean like the last 20 minutes since I learned this, that had Canty signed in Philadelphia, would he feel differently about the Philadelphia fans? Because as a cowboy and a giant, that can be a tricky situation. I don't think the Philadelphia fans would have embraced me, and uh, I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't have embraced them. Why? Because you came from the Cowboys? Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I'm not one of their own. I'm serious, man. I I don't know know that it works that way. Listen, the Giants, Cowboys, it's a rivalry, but there's mutual respect there. Maybe not amongst the fans, but amongst the players, the organization, and the fans don't turn on the players if they switch sides. No, 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 no. no, no. When it comes to the Eagles – whether it's the Giants or the Cowboys, it's just it's a different thing altogether. It really is. No, no. Yeah, if you if you go to Philadelphia from anywhere else and you embrace the city, they embrace you back. No, I don't that, know. Listen, that's man, how it Philadelphia goes. sports fan is the most temperamental sports fan on the planet. Period. Well, <laughs> they threw Let's, snowballs at Santa Claus. Oh, uh, you know what? That's such a horrible narrative on your part. It was the '60s. It was one guy who threw one snowball at Santa, and that was it. One guy. Okay, one so what guy. about so what about this one? There was a running back in the NFC East once upon a time whose mom went to a game in the link and had beer poured on her by the opposing fans because she had her son's jersey on. Okay, spin well, that fair. one. That one I can't spin. All right, thank you. <laughs> what I other what spin. other fan base celebrates by eating horse poo? That exactly. was dumb. That exactly. was dumb. That's my point. But that, but again, I I think you're picking out it's a not a narrative. Of bad it's not a narrative. You sound like Ron Rivera defending Carson no. Wentz. It's not a no, narrative. No, 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 no. When I it think comes every to the fan base, base, it's actually true. Every fan base has their idiots. Let's it's put nonsense, it that way. Carl, Carlin, right, which now, is spewing spew- is nonsense. It's nonsense, and I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm not going to entertain it. But not listen to this. It. But listen to this Philly sports fan yesterday talking about what a Phillies win over the Braves would mean to him. For you, what does this moment mean? This is probably the greatest moment of my life. I have children. They were born, but they kind of disappointed me. And I don't think the Phillies are going to disappoint me this year. I think we're going to the World Series. So you got to respect this. You got to respect that. I, I, you got to respect a guy who, in the middle of saving a, a baby out of a building, catches the baby and then references Nelson Aguilar dropping footballs in an interview after. Oh, let, let's be clear about one thing. I didn't say I didn't respect him. I just want to say the book on the Philly sports fan and all of the things that people say, it's actually true. Didn't say I didn't respect him. I- Previously 
on Greeny. All of this frustration you're feeling, will it keep you from watching one second that you otherwise would have watched? And if they tell you the answer is yes, they're lying to you. No one stops watching football because of these calls. Now, if Kansas City was playing Buffalo this weekend and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes weren't playing, lots of people wouldn't watch. That's Weekly Rewind from our buddy Greeny, who we are in for today. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. There are so many podcasts out right now, and it takes a team of people to bring them together, whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your group, your growing business. One place makes it easy. ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. In just moments, it is the segment that America anxiously waits for every Friday at this time. Who you got? With Bubba. That is on the way shortly. Canty, though, let's spend a couple of minutes on these games this weekend uh, on the college front. And specifically, let's look at what's going on with Tennessee and Alabama tomorrow. I know how high you are uh, on Tennessee in this game with Hendon Hooker and how well he has played. He's done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Alabama, look, I get it. They may not have Bryce Young. I get it. They haven't looked great without him. The guy's a Heisman Trophy winner, for Pete's sake. I do believe that this, off of what happened last week, where they barely survived, I do believe that this is a game where Alabama will show up where all the hype is, and I could see them winning this game by two touchdowns. And I know you think that's nuts. Well, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a game where Alabama's going to win it in a shootout. I don't think this is going to be – a high-scoring affair because Bryce Young, even if he does play, is going to be limited somewhat with the the arm injury. So I do think this is going to be a situation where Alabama is forced to lean on the ground game, and that means you're going to shorten the game, which in, in, in effect allows Hendon Hooker and that Tennessee offense to always stay in it and make it a fourth-quarter game. And I just believe when you start talking about these SEC matchups, Carlin, Having the game in Neyland Stadium as opposed to being being at Bryant-Denny is going to be a huge confidence boost for those Tennessee players. So, again, this is not a situation where that program's had a lot of success against Bama and the Nick Saban era of things. But if you're ever going to get Alabama, now is the time for Josh Heupel and the Tennessee Volunteers. This is the game to be able to get that done. Yeah, listen, and it's an environment in which they should be able to get that done. I just think that when I look at Alabama, their offensive line has got to take care of Byron Young because Byron mm-hmm. Young last week had two or, uh, had two and a half sacks against LSU. Yep. They cannot allow him to control that game. And if you are playing with your backup, that's the worst thing that you could possibly do is really hurt him in pass protection. No, no question about it. You got to have to cut off the head of the snake. And so whether it ends up being Milrow or Bryce Young – you got to believe that in those longer downs and distances where they're going to dial up passes, that Tennessee front, that Tennessee defensive front is going to have to get after that Alabama offensive line. We had Joe Fortenball earlier on the show. Tennessee in the secondary, they're a little suspect. They can be had back there. There are there are yards back there to be gained. But if that defensive front can put pressure on Alabama's quarterback, 
then I think that neutralizes that to some degree. But again, you don't have the opportunity to rush the passer unless you stop the run on early downs and distances. That will be where this game is won and lost. Tennessee's front seven's ability to be able to stop Bama from controlling the line of scrimmage on offense on first and second down. Then we have got to the Big Ten, or we go to the Big Ten. That's number three, Alabama against number six, Tennessee. Big Ten, we got number 10, Penn State, against number five, Michigan. I am not as much of a believer in Michigan this year as I was last year. And maybe that's a little bit unfair, but I don't feel like they're the same level of team as they were a season ago. And when you look at who they've played so far, they really haven't had an opportunity to prove it. They had to sweat it out against Maryland a few weeks ago. Uh, Iowa is a team that just cannot score uh, to save their lives. They're very good defensively, and they were good to put up 27 against them. And then Indiana doesn't really have a whole lot going on. So all this is about to me is, is Michigan for real or not? Well, here's the thing. That Indiana game was a lot closer than that score would suggest. That first half was touch and go for Michigan. Now they were yeah. able to pull away in the second half. But I think – Indiana's again, not very good. And they're not, and that's the point. So I don't know yeah. that we know how good Michigan actually is. Now, Carlin, do I expect either one of these teams to be in the CFP when it's all said and done? No, I don't. But I think if Michigan is going to have an opportunity, it's not going to be about their quarterback. It's going to be about Blake Corum in the running game. I mean, this guy has been a beast. I mean, in the Big Ten games that he's played, three Big Ten games, Carlin, he's got 500 yards rushing, six yards per carry, and four touchdowns. Like, that, that, that's impressive production. So I think it's going to have to be more the same against Penn State this week mm. if they're going to have an opportunity to take care of their own business and stay undefeated. This game, by the way, is on ESPN Radio, Michigan hosting Penn State. Did we mention that it's brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app tomorrow. All right, Canty, I've been criticized many, many times for not leaving nearly enough time for America's segment, and it is coming to you in just 30 seconds. So please sit on the edge of your seat. This year's been a roller coaster and not the fun kind. Businesses know it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. That's why you need NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting to identify rising costs, automate business processes, and save money. Over 31,000 businesses have the confidence they need because of NetSuite. See if you qualify for NetSuite's one-of-a-kind flexible financing Offer. Head to netsuite.com slash greenie right now. That's netsuite.com slash greenie. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? Ah, uh, yes. Bubba, have I given you your just due? You have enough time to execute well, who you got? Do you feel like we're shortchanging you at first all? First of all, no, I don't. We should have started 10 minutes ago. But the issue we had <laughs> last week wasn't time. It was that you were talking about the games we were about to do. But regardless, clean it up. Wow. It's like you and I, when we're away for a few days, we pick right back up where we left off. That's what it feels like. I wouldn't have it any other way. 
Speaking of you being terrible, the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, we're going to get that going here because Greeny is number one. He's dominating right now, 9-5-1 in first place. Let me see. i got to scroll all the way down. Nope, you guys aren't in second place. Nope, you guys aren't. Oh, there you guys. You guys are tied for fourth place with KJM, 6-8-1. All right. Well, good job, I guess. I think it's Barton Bar- Hunter in last place, five nine and one. So that doesn't make me feel any better. We're gonna get your picks now. We got three games for you. We're gonna start with the Cowboys at the Eagles. Philadelphia minus six here. Cooper Rush, Jalen Hurts. Who you got, Chris? I I think this is a close game. I think this is a close game. I kind of am feeling the Cowboys with the points here. What are your thoughts? No, I think the strike, the clock strikes midnight on Cinderella. I think this is the mm. game where Cooper Rush comes back down to earth, and it has a lot to do with that defensive front for the Philadelphia getting after him in the pass rush. They're not going to let them get going with the run game, so I think this will give them a chance to heat up that pass rush. I, I just I don't see the Dallas Cowboys being able to go in there and keep this thing close against the Eagles. So even though it's a divisional game and most NFC East division games are close, I like the Eagles laying the points in this one. I- all right, you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I said that I thought that the Jacksonville game would be close, and you got the late cover, so we're going to ride with you here. So we'll here's, ride with you. Here's the other thing, Car- Carlin. Here's the other thing. The Eagles have covered three of their last four games. Just putting that out there. Just okay. putting that out there. All right, Bubba. All right. Clearly, uh, clearly he hates the uh, Cowboys, so there you go. We're taking the Eagles minus six. Classic. And Grainy for that one when Dallas plus six. Next game up, the other Big game. Not nearly as important, but a, a decent game. Bills at Chiefs. Buffalo minus two and a half on this one. It's four and one versus four and one. Who you got here? Hey, please, you go first because I don't know where you're going to go here definitively. No, Pat Mahomes as a home dog. I'll, yeah. I'll take the points. Thank you very much. There's no question about it. I mean, everybody wants to talk to how talented the Bills roster is, and I get it. But Pat Mahomes supersedes all of that. And the offense has been clicking all year long. And even though they got out to a slow start on Monday Night Football, you saw them pick it up once they got into the second half. So I, I just I trust the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I trust Pat Mahomes to be able to find a way to get it done. So they're going to win this game, and I'll take the points. Thank you very much. Okay. Here's what we're setting up for, okay? I, I You're right. The logic of Mahomes as a, hot, as a home dog is obviously absurd. But I don't necessarily agree here, as I didn't necessarily agree on the last one. But I'm going to ride with you. You know why? Because in this case, I can't lose. If you're right, then we win. If you're wrong, I'm going to bury you on Monday about it. There you go. I'm going to bury you just like you'll be burying us further and further in this competition, and it's not right. So let's make this the hashtag KOD. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Ugh. All right. Some dissension among the ranks. I like it here. Greeny went Kansas City plus two and a half on that one. Last one for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, and we're going Ravens at Giants. Baltimore minus six, but if they lose, they're falling to five hundred. Who you got in this one? Wow, wow, Chris, it's hard for me. I, I I know how wrong a lot of us have been on the Giants so far this year. It's hard for me to go against Baltimore. Wow, I I I, I get the Wink Martindale part of this. 
But I just think when it boils down to it, he's the most explosive player on the field. And I do think that while you can draw it up, with a player like Lamar Jackson, sometimes, you know, that game plan disappears for a moment when you get ahead of yourself, you over-pursue, you do something stupid, and the next thing you know, he's running 25 yards behind you. I hear what you're saying. I don't feel what you're saying, though. I, oh, I just, boy. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, five and a half points, that's a lot of respect for the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they give you three points for having home field advantage. Do I think on a neutral field that the Baltimore Ravens are eight and a half points better than the Giants? I, I just I don't know that I can take it there, Carlin. I don't. And this Giants coaching staff has been doing a great job of making adjustments in the second half. Carlin, they are third in second half point margin differential. So I just... Mm. That, 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 that's that's something. They're plus 31 in scoring in the second half of games. I do think this is going to be a fourth quarter game. And so I would take the Giants in the points. I don't think the Giants are going to win this game, but I do think it comes down to a field goal. So that's the side I would be on. But since you roll with me with the, with the no, Chiefs no, no, pick, no, 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 I'm willing no, no, to, no. I'm willing to no. roll with you. You no, tell me what you want to do. Go. The theme of this weekend is it's on you. That's how this weekend is going. It's on me. This whole weekend, it's on you. You bring us back, we ride. You take us down, we're going to have a talk. Do you feel better if I tell you Baltimore is 25th in second half scoring differential at minus 18? I can, yeah, no. You can throw a lot of numbers at me. That okay. one's not one. That one's not one that's going to make me feel any better. So we will take the Giants plus the six points. All right, Greeny also went New York plus six. That wraps up the New York or uh, the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. And uh, okay. next one up, I don't have a. There's not a question on here, but I don't know if you're aware of this, Carlin. Today is National Be Bald and Be Free Today. So I just want to <laughs> let you know and give you the floor. I don't know if you want to give a speech or not, but we have one minute left, so it's National Be Bald and Be Free. So the floor is yours if you just want to take it. Take us home here. Here's what I would say to my friends out there who are considering it, and this includes you, LeBron. Wow. If you are considering just finally taking the top down and not living in denial anymore, I would encourage you to do it. If you're not too far along, explore your options. But if the ship has sailed and you're just not willing to admit it yet, admit it. Take it off. We live in a low-maintenance world over on this side. And you can finally be yourself. Bald is beautiful-ish. I mean, not, not fully beautiful. I won't lie about that. But, you know, it's not bad, Canty. It's not a bad life. At I this think point, I'm all set on that front, brother. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.